Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 52, published in June of 1941. Unfortunately, I have to give a warning. This is 1941. Batman is not the most racially sensitive. Sorry. On the cover we have Batman and Robin. They're in this room with very colorful floor. And they're fighting these two Chinese guys. One of them is wearing like stereotypical 40s Chinese guy clothing. With a long shirt with flowy sleeves and a collar. And the other guy is just wearing a wizard robe. On the cover to this comic, Batman and Robin are fighting more Chinese people. They're in a giant room with high ceilings and a big green statue blowing smoke out of its head. Batman's grabbed one guy by the hair. He has really long hair and he's swinging him around. So the comic starts out with a Mr. Potter going to a curio shop. He says, hey, curio shop owner, have you got anything that you think I would find interesting? And the curio shop owner is like, oh yes, I have something you will love. And he takes him into his back room and he shows him this little jade shoebox. And he's like, isn't that just so cool? And Mr. Potter is all, yeah, I need to buy it from you right now. Right now. And he does. He takes it home and he puts it on his desk and he thinks it's so cool that he wants to show it off to everyone. He says to his butler, okay, I'm expecting Bruce Wayne. Show him in when he gets here. I want to show him my cool box. And while waiting for Bruce Wayne, he picks up his box and starts, like, observing it. And when he does, one of his fingers brushes this little piece of carving inside of it. And there's a pop! While he's examining the contents of the box, we see a shadow lurking above him with a big knife in its hand. And the next shot we see is the jade box on the floor, so he was just stabbed to death. A few minutes later, Bruce Wayne... And the butler Thomas come in. The butler's telling him all about this cool jade box. And Bruce is all, wait, is that it on the floor? And I thought you said Mr. Potter was going to be here. And the butler's like, yeah, he's supposed to be. And he picks up the jade box to put it on the desk. And he sees Mr. Potter's body on the other side of the desk. We see his feet. They're really small. A bit later, the two of them are talking to the police. And one of the police is like, this is a pretty hard case to solve. Nothing was stolen, and he doesn't have any enemies. And the other guy is all, Well, we have some fingerprints. Do you want to compare to the ones on file? I was surprised by this, because I didn't know they had fingerprinting technology in 1941. They've also interviewed Bruce Wayne, and for some reason, the guy interviewing him looks exactly the same as him. Same blue suit, same hat, same jawline. Bruce, do you have a clone that's working for the police? Bruce doesn't see the eerie resemblance, though. He's all, okay, I've given my statement. I'm going to go home now. Bye. He gets home and he says to Dick, when I was talking to the police, there was one clue I didn't tell them. Only the butler and I know this clue, and I'm the only one who knows it's significant. So we're going to follow up on that lead. And he does. That night, he goes out as Batman. He climbs into Mr. Potter's house and he talks to the butler. He's covering his tracks here, see? If he gets information about the jade box out of the butler, then no one will connect Batman and Bruce Wayne. Again. So he gets all the information he already knows, and then he asks, Where did Mr. Potter get that jade box? And the butler's all, Oh, he picked it up at this local curio shop. Batman's like, Good, I'm gonna go there. Don't tell the police I was here. Don't tell them about the curio shop. Then he leaves. 
He takes the jade box with him, and as he's carrying it, his finger also brushes the piece of carving, and a little secret compartment opens up. It's got a little round indentation in it. And he's all, a false bottom, so the killer really did steal something. But he's already on a good track, so he heads to the curio shop. Meanwhile, in another place, we see the back of this giant throne. It's got a guy on it, and he's scolding another guy in 1940s Chinese clothing about how even though he got the object in the box, he left the box, and that might lead the police to these guys. There's also a big statue of somebody who I think is Genghis Khan in the background. The scolded guy in the green clothing immediately takes off, and he goes straight to Mr. Potter's house where he finds the butler, and he grabs him by the collar and holds a knife over his head. And he's like, where's the jade box? And the butler's like, I gave it to Batman. And the green-clothed guy is all, all right, let's go find Batman. Unclear on whether he killed the butler or not. They don't mention it later, though, so he probably did. Meanwhile, Batman is at the curio shop, and he's talking to the guy. And the guy who sold the jade box is all, yeah, some Asian guy came by and sold it to me, but a couple hours later he came back and wanted it back, but I had already sold it by then. Batman's like, fine, I guess this is all the information I'm getting here. And he leaves, but when he gets out, he sees a shadow crouching over him with a knife. Batman's so observant, but Batman pretends he isn't observant and starts whistling a tune as he walks along. We see the guy in green crouched above him on the window tress. And just when he thinks Batman is unsuspecting, Batman grabs onto the top of the tress and backflips himself into kicking the green-suited guy in the face. The knife flies out of his hand, and Batman's able to get away. More people come up and throw more knives at him, but he punches them in the face. He fights him for a bit, but then the police come, and he goes, Enter the law, and climbs up a telephone pole. The police don't see him from his telephone pole perch, and he's able to get away. Unfortunately, this means he also lost the trail. And over the next couple days, some trouble starts going down in Gotham Chinatown. We see one example. Three guys walk into a laundry shop, and they say to the man, You gotta pay us protection money, because we're gangsters and we need it. And he's like, no way, I'm not going to pay you protection money, that's illegal. And they're like, oh yeah? And then one of them goes over and whispers something in his ear. And he's all, oh, of course I will pay you protection money, you wait right there, I'll get it. This goes on so often that eventually a committee is formed. They say, we need to do something. And the first thing they think of is to go to the unofficial mayor of Chinatown. Not Wong, Wong died. He's the only person in these comics who wasn't like a two-bit villain who's died. It's very sad. Instead, they talk to a guy called Lu Chung. They're all, we don't like this gang extortion. We'd like you to do something about it. We don't want to go to the police about it, so our plan is to call Batman. And then the window opens up and Batman pokes his head in and he's all, Did somebody say my name? And they're like, Wow, Batman! And Batman's all, I came here tonight, by coincidence, to see the unofficial mayor about this protection racket thing. And the committee is all, wow, we want to tell you that story. Listen, right now. So the committee's main representative comes forward, and he's all, this is a story about Genghis Khan. Back in 1203, Genghis Khan ruled most of Asia, but he was very cruel and liked to exploit people for money. When he died, he had this special ring that he gave one of his sons. 
so that he could also exploit people for money. And the comic shows us a picture of the ring, which is like a little dragon. Very cute. Whoever had this special dragon ring is able to just go around to people and exploit them for money. And it was like that for a very long time, but then the ring was lost, and for a while no one could do anything with it. But now it's appeared again, and modern day people are being exploited. Modern day. And Batman's like, wow, that's like what happens, you know, other places all the time. I guess some things never change. Don't worry, I'll find that ring, and then you won't have to deal with this Genghis Khan money exploitation thing anymore. And the committee's like, oh, great job, Batman. We know you'll make good on your promise to do that. Then the committee leaves, and Batman decides to ask the unofficial mayor, Lu Chung, a little more about what's going on currently. He's all, ever since Wong died, you're the new mayor, so I guess I gotta come to you. I need to ask you about this jade box that I found in this murdered guy's house. Can you tell me anything? And... Mr. Chung, the unofficial mayor of Chinatown, is like, sure, yeah. And then he takes out his long, creepy-fingered hand. His fingers are really, really long. And on the pinky, the middle joint, we see the little dragon ring. And he was all, the ring was in the box. And then the floor opens up under Batman, and he plunges into the cellar. Lu Chung stands above him and laughs and laughs. Batman's okay, he's only a little dazed, but when he gets up, there's a dog stalking him. He's all a wild dog, and then it jumps at him. It's not a very nice scene, I don't want to have to say Batman beats up a dog, but Batman beats up a dog in this comic. He doesn't kill it, though, and once it is no longer attacking him, he's able to use some acid to burn his way out of the cell. But Lu Chung is not as inattentive as some of Batman's other villains, and when he starts to escape, Lu Chung looks down the hole and is like, Batman's escaping! Ring the gong! Ring the gong! And some guy rings a gong, and Batman has to run away real fast. He bursts into the first room he sees, and coincidentally, it has two guys in it. One of them is holding a big whip, and the other one is chained to a wall. The guy with the whip cracks it over Batman, but Batman just grabs it, and then he grabs this guy's super long hair and chokes him with it. After that guy is incapacitated, Batman goes over to the guy chained to the wall. This guy's wearing glasses. I find it funny that this guy has been chained to a wall and presumably tortured and his glasses stayed on his face. Batman starts to free the guy, but then he looks around and Lu Chung is behind him. He holds up a gun. He's all, Batman, you're so cool. You're strong and quick and agile. But you know what? If I shoot you, you'll still die. He holds up the gun to shoot Batman. And in the background, we see this monster. It kind of looks like a creature from where the wild things are. None of the men have noticed it yet. But they notice it when it starts speaking. It says, I have come for you, oh wicked men. And they all scream and turn around which gives Batman the opportunity to charge them and beat them up. During the ensuing fight, Robin takes off his monster costume and hits people on the head with it. It was just Robin the entire time. Batman's all, good job, Robin. I knew it was you and not some monster. At the end of the fight, Lu Chung runs away. He tries to escape, but Batman catches him with the whip and pulls him back. He ties all the men up and then he talks to the old man to give some exposition. The old man is all, I'm Wong's father, and I always knew that he was the descendant of Khan, but he was too honorable to wear the Khan ring. 
But then this new guy took over, and he wasn't honorable at all. He totally used the con ring. I tried to take it away from him, and I hid it in this jade box, which was then stolen from me and sold to the curio shop. But Lu Chung somehow figured out that the ring was in the box, and he got it back. After he got it back, I told him that I'd left the clue in the box to lead the police back to him. But I didn't. I just figured if he went back to the scene of the crime, he'd be caught easier. Good job catching him, Batman. Batman's like, yeah, I did do a good job, and now I'm gonna take the Genghis Khan ring home with me and destroy it. I mean, honestly, like, decent chance Bruce Wayne is a descendant of Genghis Khan. So maybe he deserves it anyway. In the end, it all worked out, except for Chinatown's gonna have to elect a new unofficial mayor. Hopefully he'll be better than Liu Chung, but I don't think he could surpass Wong. The end!